Minority Minds Podcast. You want to do an intro? No, go ahead. Someone else do it. Someone else do it? Mm-hmm. My, my man, he a little tired. Uh, you want to do the intro, B? I don't really know what, how to do the intro. Intro a goddamn pod, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What up, y'all? Oh, God, hell no. <laughs> 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 this nigga went to 1993. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> man, I got it, man. Bet. I got it. Handle that shit. Man. Minority Minds Podcast. <laughs> We're back. I got the uh, tired man over here. My I'm man Chico. Tired, I got my man B Smooth Zesty B. What's another nickname? Uh, on Time B today. On Time B. I don't like Zesty B. No, 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 no. He wasn't on time. He said eight. Showed up at eight o two. What time he show up, B? It was 802 when he texted. It was 802. It was? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you still late, man. You know what's funny? I had just parked and I was walking down the hill. You know what's funny? I was like, yeah, it's 802. But I'm still on time because I'm early. Ain't nobody going to notice that <laughs> Nigga Shit. Said, I, real, I realized I didn't think. I realized I didn't expect you to say that shit. <laughs> yeah, you was late. It was 802. I was like, this nigga. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all good. And, and I'm just a, some guy on the mic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah want, <laughs> you want me to talk about the robbery on Sunday yeah, at work? Yeah, that yeah. shit was crazy. So, Give these guys some context. I'm about to tell the story. Oh, true, true, true. So I had just got into these guys inside, and I was outside talking to one of the people that was at the table with him, and I see this car pull up. I'm like, okay, and I see a car pull up behind him, which is normal. Then I see, then, so I'm talking to the girl, and this is based on the camera. A bunch of, like, three guys come out the car. So I'm like, okay. So I'm, I'm still talking to her, and then I look over, and I see the kid with his gun out, and they beating the shit out of some Asian dude. And I'm like, mm. oh, shit. So you, where our bay window is, it was up. Man, I fucking slid under that joint. I, I stayed down for a second and listened for shots. Then I got up and tried to get everybody to go to the back. So we're like, what the fuck is going on? So on camera, one of the guys, the kid walked up to him with a gun and was like, made him pull his phone out and try to get him to cash app him money from from his phone while he had him at gunpoint. Uh. So I'm like, yo, <coughs> what the fuck? So a dude that was getting his ass pulled, they took, he had like four chains on. They took all his chains. Uh. And I'm like, yo. So he was trying to come in our building. He was like, hell no. That's a safety issue. The Asian issue. dude? Yeah. The Asian dude had the four chains on? Yes. Uh, he was asking for it. Damn. Uh, so it was like, what the fuck? So the dudes double back uh-huh. and, and try to get some more shit out of him. Uh-huh. And he's still trying. I'm like, you can't come yeah. in here because you're bringing... <laughs> it's, it's like protocol. Some shit like that, the door's locked down. Can't nobody come in. Uh-huh. They double back two more times. I'm just like, yo, these motherfuckers are serious. Like, what the fuck? So, shit settled down. Of course, people still want to party. And the night goes on. I'm like, I'm fucked up. My knees still hurt because the way I slid under that table, <laughs> I, I banged both my knees on the ground. I was like, uh. I wasn't, it wasn't like I was scared because I wasn't scared. It was like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, yo, are you fucking serious on the Sunday? It was like nine something. Mm. So, like, fuck, man. So, we had to close downstairs. 
try to get everybody to go upstairs so you know at least they can be safe. These motherfuckers and some people that work on our place that were off don't have any sense. You saw the the robbery from your car. You come in the building. I tell you to go upstairs, and you catch your attitude and go back outside. What sense does that make? None. I'm, I'm looking <clears> like, <throat> what the fuck is going on? Uh. So I was like, man, like the shit was the shit was just wild. Then these motherfuckers shot somebody in front of Whole Foods on 9th Street, trying to rob them. Then they robbed another person around the corner from our spot. So I'm like, what the hell? So come to find out, my boy hit me. So they they arrested the boys because they've been robbing people for weeks in the same fucking car. Uh. Oh wow! All these ca- all these cameras in the world now, and you use the same car, and they were like eighteen year olds. Hmm. Damn man, people just be throwing their lives away. All right, that's what I'm about to say too. They just Fuck, throwing it away, man. especially at a young age too. Yeah, Damn. it's disappointing because you know. With, <clears throat> Working with kids basically his age, you're like, how do you even get to this point? All right. Because I swear, kids nowadays live so much better than kids that were, you know, when we were that age and people that was older <laughs> than us. Like, they have everything. They get whatever they want. How could you still be out here robbing? Maybe it's just, like, specific things. It's like, like. If you need chains, half of them walk around with chains on. It's not even real. I don't think <laughs> the nigga chains was real that got robbed. Yeah. That's the wild thing. You die over a fake chain. Mm. Like, damn. Then you go to jail for like 20 years. Over a fake chain. Right. Yeah. The crazy thing is our camera caught it clean. Mm. Saw the faces and everything. Saw Ooh. the tags. Like, these some stupid motherfuckers. Because, you know, we're on the main U Street. It's right. not like we're a yeah. side building. Yeah. We're on the main street. Like, you literally did that on the main street. Mm-hmm. You can't be smart. That's kind of surprising because it's usually busy, too. Yeah, but Sundays is not as busy. Oh. Sundays is, like, less full traffic because after 9 o'clock, after people have gone to brunch and some go home. Oh, right, it's right. It's not that much foot traffic, right. but it's like, what the Wait, fuck? this was 9 a.m.? 9 p.m. Oh, oh, oh. You said brunch, and I was like. Brunch starts around, like, 11, bro. I know, but. You know, breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Not breakfast. Breakfast is not <laughs> <laughs> so was the Asian dude by himself? No. So, <laughs> so his boy that him it was, it was like I guess it was three of them in the car. Two got out. The nigga that was driving got the fuck out of there. Mm. I mean, that's the best he could have done. Yeah. But it, they might have followed him because I know they were coming from Park. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing they probably followed him from Park. And was like, oh, these niggas got money. Right. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I wasn't scared though. It's like you can't be scared because you you still got to work. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't about to jump in and try to protect nobody like right. outside. Like hell no. Because <clears throat> it's like don't. One thing I learned in class: don't try to be a hero. Let the play dead. If the motherfucker done shot him dead and you ain't get hit, play dead until he leave. Hmm. Do not try to be a hero. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. You scared to die? Oh, of course. But in that situation, I'm more worried about catching a bullet because not, motherfuckers can't shoot. They don't have aim. Mm-hmm. So my worry was me catching a stray bullet trying to hide because the motherfucker don't know how to shoot. 
Because wow. nowadays, the people they intend to shoot don't ever get hit. There's always somebody else. Mm. That's very true. Because I I guarantee they don't go to the range to practice. They just go outside to the <laughs> fucking woods and pop, pop, pop. Even if you like go to the range, the range can't account for a high-stress situation where you are, you have to act. If that makes any sense. No, even at the range, I don't know. I know. If, I don't know if y'all seen this video where this dude, he was just shooting and like this is how I do it. Pop, 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 pop. He ain't hit no target. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure that's how most you know yeah. amateurs do. Uh-huh. But I mean, <clears throat> even if you practice, unless you're in like law enforcement or something where you have, where you've been in a situation where you actually had to brandish your gun and use it. Mm-hmm. If you just at the gun range and you never had to use it and some shit happens. As much as you practice, is it yeah. really going to happen? Right. They're not yeah. trained to be like, okay, yeah. I have to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like the military or some shit. Exactly. Like shit, shit, shit could be scary. Man. Mm. Or like how Mike Tyson be like, you could, you could plan on how to fight somebody until you get hit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody got a plan until the punches go. Exactly. Huh. So you know. It was some. Sh- it was a wild Sunday, but this, the crazy thing is the night ended up great. Uh-huh. <laughs> like literally, was great. Nah. People, people were like, so we had to have it out with the promoters because it was like, bro, get everybody upstairs. Stop, stop trying to tell us what to do. Let us do our jobs because we can't let people in until we know it's secure. Uh-huh. We're not about to do all this. Oh, they, they were me. No, you need to wait a second. Yeah. We need to wait a second. Like, you pressing us is creating chaos. Go upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then once everything calmed down, the night went great. Because, huh. you know, niggas don't care about nothing but going out. That's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> like, pop, 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 pop. Oh, shit. They, they oh, dead man, over there. Shot Billy. <laughs> hey, what a party at, <laughs> though. This Jones lit. That. Dang, man. Dang, even that though, like I mean, that's a sad yeah. but true reality. Oh, definitely. They shot Billy. <laughs> Billy's. Hey, that song Billy's about crazy. shit though. It's, who shot the sheriff? Damn. But yeah. On a bright note, my Thor made states and won the reason. I know y'all saw that. Mm, it yeah. was it was intense too. <clears throat> Super intense. Mm. She. Congrats. Yeah. I appreciate it. It was uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of days, a lot of long days. Mm. Yeah, but I had a good team of kids. They all wanted to learn. They were eager to learn. She happened just to end up being the one that stood out. Mm-hmm. But I almost had two because uh, one of my boys missed the state's automatic qualifier by two feet. Mm. And he had only he only started throwing with me midseason. Yeah. And he ended up being my best thrower. It's kind of cool to just come, you know, to uh, to coach, not only coach a sport that's um, different from your element, per se, mm-hmm. but also to have athletes that are actually interested in the sport enough to um, become good at it and qualify for, like, states and stuff. I think that's pretty cool. Especially in the first year. Yeah, yeah. But like it's, I mean, it it shows what happens when you buy into something, mm-hmm. because they all bought in. They knew I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at the beginning, 
I told you know, I was straight up with him when we first started. I said, I don't know. I never threw. Mm-hmm. I, I always ran. Mm-hmm. When I was a track, when I ran track, yeah. I ran. I didn't throw. Mm-hmm. I jumped one year and I wasn't very good at it. Never knew nothing about throwing. And we just figured it out on the way. That everybody numbers got better and better and better and better. And then this is where we were at. Man, that's dope. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of buying in and sports, yesterday I was watching Remember, Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> man, that movie's so good. And even with that, it just shows you the power of buying into something. It's just like, man, look, y'all buy into this, then we can go far. We can do whatever. And that's real. To go from not knowing shit about throwing and being honest and transparent and to go on that journey and binding together, that's fucking powerful, I mean, man. But you also, but it's like, we talk about this shit all the time amongst coaches. You have to show, you can't expect them to work hard and you're not working hard. Yeah. So, I didn't miss days. We, did, we pretty much practiced every day from November to, today was our last practice. Yeah. For the school year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it dwindled. Some kids, my kids pretty much came every day. I don't think I think the only one that the only one that didn't come every day I had a girl that came from the basketball team she got hit in the back of the head with the discus in practice and she missed two weeks. Yeah, it's painful as fuck. Like the discus is metal, mm. but she came back. Damn, she came back and performed better. Mm-hmm. So it was like you know, but it's like we all play sports. Yeah, we know what coaches work hard and what coaches don't work hard. Mm-hmm. We know what coaches care and what coaches didn't care. There's always a coach that we gravitate to. I know for you it was Flood. Yeah. Flood will come get you at 5 o'clock in the morning, be at the school all day, then be with you at practice. That shit was fucking crazy. Like, Coach mm-hmm. Flood's some fucking shit. Coach Flood and Coach Horner. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coach Horner was my teacher, but he did the same thing. It was like, hey, like, he was the first one to do it. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, yo, I'll come pick you up. He'll take me to um, Laurel High School mm-hmm. and run on the track. Mm-hmm. And... Funny enough, um, indirectly, I thought about some shit he told me about how, like, he was the first person to tell me not to eat after nine. Mm-hmm. And I was even thinking about that today. Like, okay, not eat after, don't, I was trying to decide if I wanted to stop after seven or after nine. But it'd be like just those little things. Like, yeah. like, man, like, it's crazy just that when somebody, when people just go that extra mile for you, um, just to plant seeds, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit. Shit. It, it was days. I ain't had that much money, but they were hungry. Uh-huh. Fuck it. I'll figure gas out later, which I want. Uh-huh. I'll feed, I feed her, feed feed the other boys, bought them sweatsuits, paid it out of my own pocket, got them customized for them. Like, just the little stuff. Is Some people think it's bribing. It's not bribing because I'm doing this stuff for them because I'm rewarding their hard work. Yeah, and it's like you gotta know the push and pull of trying to cultivate their their athletic dreams because this is new to them. I had days where they all threw bad at a track meet, and I had to tell them, "Hey, it's all right. You'll get better." Because mm-hmm. like our first track meet, the girl who's in states through seventeen, mm-hmm. seventeen feet, <clears throat> and finished at the bottom of the bracket. My boys all finished the bottom of the bracket. Uh-huh. Fast forward to now, she threw 34 at the top of the region. 
Mm. My other boy finished fourth at the top of the re- at the uh, top of the region. Yeah. My other boys are finishing in the top ten, top fifteen. Mm. That says a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because now you're like, we work like the work is is showing. Yeah. You know, and this is with me not knowing nothing. I know way more. Like next year is gonna be lit. Because mm-hmm. I. I'm be good. I got one of the best throwers in the county, uh-huh. in the state. I got an, an up and coming thrower in the same grade as her. I'm shit gonna be great, man. Mm. But you know, <clears throat> next year is gonna be a new challenge. I gotta find a new rabbit, a new character to put in front of him. Uh. You know, it's all part of the like process because every year that you do something, you can't have the same motivations because you won't work as hard, especially if you've achieved. All right. Do you think um, <clears throat> one thing I think about? You good, bro. Yeah, I'm good. Uh-huh. Um, one thing I think about as far as achievements go, especially in sports, it seems like it's, it's it seems like you can never really be satisfied. Um, it's like yeah, you have. You you have these achievement achievements, mm-hmm. and you set out to, you know, achieve these achievements. But then when you achieve them, it's like it, it seems as though people never really enjoy the um, the the actual feat. It's always oh well, on to the next one. At least that's what I always thought about with Kobe, um, and a lot of these athletes in basketball. It's like well, I want a championship, so do you get to. And the interviewer is like, "Hey, are you going to celebrate? What are you going to do next?" Well, you could go well, after I don't the next. I think time. Kobe had a joyous body, a bone in his body until he had a daughter. I don't mm-hmm. think he ever enjoyed it. He just was into the work. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed the work more than he enjoyed the results. Yeah, but I mean, everybody's different. Like, what's the what's the biggest achievement you ever had in sports? Um. Won the character award. How'd that make you feel? Oh, that felt good. Felt great, right? Yeah, because I didn't know like, people was watching like that. I mean, granted, I understand characters, what you do when nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fully understand that until I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, was, it did feel good to be acknowledged for that. Like waking up in the morning, it's like, dang, Coach Green actually noticed that shit. Mm-hmm. Or other people just noticed that. That was pretty cool. Especially when I wasn't, especially when I wasn't like really working smart, was working hard, but I wasn't working smart. But still, just that thought, like, dang, I noticed what I was trying to do. That felt really good. What about you, fam? With what? Sports. <clears throat> What's your biggest achievement in sports? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um... I can't remember anything from baseball, really. I know I got something. I just you got you got the best best base runner exactly award. Pro- probably <laughs> yeah because I was there for running. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I never made it past uh, what was that? It was two days in football. Mm-hmm. I never made it past those. Too short to even try for, for basketball because it's always a bias. Whoever the coach was. True. Hmm. I mean, it could also be in playing in a, in a rec leagues or something. I, I mean, I don't but know. But what was like? What was something that happened for you that was satisfying when you played sports? 
Oh, directly. Duh. But I don't really count that, though. It's, that counts. It's sports. It's co- competition. I guess. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if it was a war, but, you know, when I was there, I, I invited Chris and Rich because they're the, they're the basketball, you know, mm-hmm. junkies or not junkies, but like aficionados, however you want to call it. <laughs> so we thought. So uh-huh. we thought. <laughs> so I invite them to one of my games, and then I balled out. So, we'll just score 20 points Nah I wish It was like probably like 12 <laughs> <laughs> It was all the first half So I, I remember that one last shot It was like before the I think it was the end of the third quarter or Like it was a fast break And it was like Two defenders like pushing back I had one on the left wing I'm like nah I'm not passing you I pulled up Splashed the three Like alright And I could just hear both of them Yeah yeah I'm like yeah See how you remember every single thing you did? Mm-hmm. That's, but it felt great. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just, you know, it's rec league, so I don't really count it. Yeah, it all counts, bro. Anything that has to do with competition counts. Yeah, Anything with competition counts. Like, for me, it was probably making an all-star team and making all-county. Yeah. Because I really didn't, like, I, I knew I could play, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how good I was. Mm-hmm. I kind of just would just go about my business, play hard. Practice hard because I love practice. Like I fucking love practice. Like even now, I love practice. I love practice more than games. Mm-hmm. So I used to just go to practice, work hard in practice. I was playing out of position, so I wasn't really happy because I thought I should have been a tight end or something. But they put me at a uh, tackle. I just blocked everybody in my way. Mm. And on defense, I I wanted to go get the ball. And so it was a practice, getting ready for like our eighth game or ninth game. And Ferragamo gets in front of the team. He says, we got six All-Stars. So he says, Dwayne Thomas. I'm like, I, I can guess that. Uh, Chris Horde. Okay. Brandon Brockington. Okay. Cedric Basima. I said, what? <laughs> and they all looked at like, what? And I'm like, I made All-Star team? I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, crazy. I've never been. First, first winning season in my whole life. I never had a winning team. That I played on. Uh. So I'm like, yo, we winning. And I made the all-star team. This is crazy. So then, you know, I used to I used to read the, I don't know about y'all, I used to read the Gazette every week. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday when it came, I'd look at top players and whatever sport that was uh, uh, on at the time. Shout out to the Gazette. I, I miss it so much. It's, no, it's not there no more? They don't do it anymore. Oh, yeah. It's been discontinued since like 2012. Damn. I didn't know they discontinued yeah, it, but... It's been, been gone for a minute so then i'm looking at the season's over I, I get it on thursday i used to like stand outside wait for it so i get it and i open it and go on the all county teams uh-huh. to see if anybody made it and i made it for offense no for defense no offense huh. and i'm like i made all county bro <laughs> like that's like making all met because they wasn't giving they weren't giving us love like that in pg county for all met for mm-hmm. real for real yeah so i'm like Yo, <clears throat> I made the All Star team at All Met, at All County. Hey, bro, I'm that guy. I didn't know. I was, like, I really didn't know, cause, like, I don't know about y'all, but when y'all when I played, it was just kind of just do your job, do great, mm-hmm. work, play hard, work hard, and don't get acknowledgement, especially if you play line. If you're a lineman, get no love. Yeah, you don't really no expect stats. that. Yeah, especially on offensive line. For me to make it as an oh, offensive yeah. lineman was huge. But I thought I was a better defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. 
And then like it was a guy that made All Star. Uh, he ended up going D one at University of Illinois. And I had to block him, and I fucked his ass up the whole game. <laughs> and when I found out he went to Illinois, I was so fucking mad. I was like, "How did this sorry motherfucker <laughs> go to the NFL? Go to the D one?" But it was like, "Damn, that shit made me feel great." You know, I don't know. Had your chance. You could have. You could have nah, been. Nah, man, lead. I didn't do what I was supposed to do in the classroom. That was my biggest. That's thing. most of these football players now. It's different now. My highlight tape was trash. <laughs> the guy I, I paid the dude sixty dollars. Uh huh. He had none of my best plays. So you should have fired him. Got another one then. Man, I paid out of my own pocket. This shit was. It's not like now where I could have made my own highlight tape. Yeah, that's true. This dude came to record our games. Ah. Uh, and he, he he charged sixty dollars for five DVDs. Huh. I passed out all my DVDs, mm-hmm. even though it was not. It wasn't that great because like I had to play. Where I got cut, b- blocked by the center, popped up and popped the ball out and, and recovered the ball. Mm-hmm. Had a play where I took the ball out of the quarterback's hand b- while he was trying to throw it. Mm-hmm. And none of that shit was on my highlight tape. Oh, yeah. I would have got somebody else. Heated. <laughs> but I didn't know nothing back then. My coach was leaving. Oh, yeah. It was a lot going on. You know, and my parents weren't about to pray for me to go to prep school. Mm-hmm. So that was my best chance to go to prep and then. Put myself back in the thing, but that's why I go so hard for the kids now because there's a lot of things I did not know back then that I know now that I try to make sure that these kids get everything they need. Right. Like, they got NCAA IDs in ninth and 10th grade. I didn't even know what the fuck that was. I didn't know what the clearinghouse was. Mm-hmm. Like, none of that shit. Dang, clearinghouse. Do they still have that? Yes. Wow. But you can get it online now. But, like, there's a lot of things that, you know, back then coaches didn't really teach you. They kind of was trying to be the person that did everything for you. But now I'm like, nah, my eight, like, I have a really good AD. I'm like, hey, coach, I'm about to send these kids. They try to get the NCAA ID. Can you take care of them? Mm-hmm. I got you. Boom. Get them in there. Because, I mean, I'm not going to be the reason why they don't go to college. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything that I can on my end to ensure that they have a shot. Now, their grades... Their work ethic, their grades, and all that stuff is up to them. Mm-hmm. Everything else on the other end, I'm going to do. But that's just me. I think it's so interesting how um, changing gears a little bit. This nigga's falling asleep. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. super close. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm pretty so alert. I'm pretty alert this time around. Shout, shout out to the green juice. Gross. I've been drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think it's interesting how how much like perspectives change from person to person i remember um back in high school or just school in general you're like man go to school go to school get your degree and it's like that's still important for sure but then it's like the older i got the more exposed to things i got um the more I started to understand when people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, there's alternatives to school. You know, you don't have to get a degree to be successful and all that good stuff. And it's it's just interesting, like, how, like, being on being on that side of things where it's like, yeah, I appreciate my degree, but I also appreciate YouTube University and online courses. But then also, you know, if I were, if I were to visit a school, 
and talk to kids or whatever, you know, I would see myself in them as far as like, dang, I was really, I was really on this, I was really like on this wave like years ago where I'm like, damn, I got to get into this school because if I don't get into this school, then my life is over. And I'm like, damn. Mm -hmm. Or, or damn, I have to graduate in four years because you know, if I don't graduate in four years, then I'm a failure. Right. Uh, what I look like being in school for eight years, nigga, what? <laughs> like, yeah, we've all been bamboozled to be like, we have to go to college. That's yep. just another way for it's us to lose scam. Our, Yeah, another scam for us to spend our hard money, hard earned money, and time. Exactly. Time. I think, honestly, I think, unless you're like going to school for, so, for a reason, it should be a mandatory gap year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. should go through it and see how much did you really love school? How much did you really want to go to school instead of going to college, being broke because you're gonna owe a bunch of money to come back home and then try to figure out what life is about. Mm -hmm. That and in that gap year, you should be required to um, like you should just be exposed to certain things. You should learn what it means to. Like I think you should you should be I think people should be reintroduced to like basic things like like understanding what it means to have a plan. I think um like from I know for myself back in public school or just in in, gener in general like I never really understood what it meant to the importance of having a plan. Um shit, I'm just Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still learning, like really, you know, grasping it, and so when I'm asked, "Hey, do you have a plan? Do you have a plan?" I feel afraid to say no because mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like, shoot, this is something I'm supposed to have. Well, I can't tell you I don't have a plan because then you're gonna look at me some type of way. Mm -hmm. And the whole time they probably just wondering, like, I mean, about to look at you any old kind of way. Maybe they are, but then you got other people that's like, "Well, I just want to know if you got a plan." Well. And all right, well, let's help you figure out a plan. But I think just just the just the thought, the concept of shit, I gotta create a plan that can be scary and daunting. And as a result, it's just like, you know, you just don't form one. Mm -hmm. And that ne next thing you know, you just you just going about life or you going about things just aimlessly. And it's like, dang man, like whereas if you learn the basics. What exactly is a plan? Why you need to? The benefits? How to create one? Mm -hmm. It's like you kind of look at things so differently. You look at school differently. You realize, dang, it's it's so much more than a degree. Like, or you just you look at a, a shit ton of stuff differently. It's no longer, oh dang, well, I'm just gonna go according to my parents and 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 you know society of oh I gotta get this specific degree. Now the plan is all right, well. I understand that I just need a degree. So the plan will be focused on networking and building relationships. And I'll use this easy degree like family science. And I'm just going to get my grades up. And then from there, I'm going to, if I want to go to grad school, I'm going to apply to a higher level, you know, grad school. Yeah. But I'm just going to coast. I'm, the plan is to coast through All undergrad. Through. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I was in, when I was driving up to Pittsburgh today with my, uh, with my one of my guys I coach with. 
He was like, yo, you treat these kids, because the way I treat, I go hard at my kids. Mm-hmm. He said, you treat these kids like they're adults. I'm like, no, I'm preparing them. Mm. Like, like little things like, what's the, what's the time frame for you to call out work, Gail? Well, I, like, I, so I, I come in at nine. Mm-hmm. It'd be probably like an hour to hour and a half. That's a grace period. Yeah. yeah. To call out, right? Yeah. I give them two hours. If they're not going to make it to our workouts, by 12 o'clock I need to know or else it's going to be an issue. Mm. And, like, we have a chat. So you have no reason to not communicate because if you don't see us, you still put it in the chat. And then if they miss it, it's a problem. Yeah. Like, but then I also, we also give them stuff. Like, I, I on, my, on the little thing I was working on, I gave them... I gave him a, a packet, right? Just little accountability stuff. So I gave him like uh, one of the on one of the packets. It's the psychological uh, profile of a loser. I'm, I I want to read it to y'all because so, just to tell me what y'all think. It said no drive. Does not care whether he wins or loses. Goes with the goes with the uh, the tide. Know it all. Never listens and will accept and will not accept new ideas. Rebel griper works by himself. Mouse never talk, never talks back. High on self abuse, always kicking himself. Introverted, cowardly, avoids contact. That's just some football shit. Mm-hmm. Follower will go with the crowd and generally behind them. Never tries to lead. A watcher, Joe Milk Toast. If there's an accident, he watches or runs away, worried about what people think. Right. Corner cutter, ducks practice, cuts out on tough practices, always has excuses, lots of absences, tardiness for class practice, workouts, and meetings. Hypochondriac, a muscle grabber, always has an injury, never works out, consistently soft. Complainer, gives up easily, easily distracted from the job at hand, will look good when competition is not of high quality, and will look bad in big games. And finally, quitter. Cannot stick it to the end. Starts many jobs, but finishes few. This is what I gave to him yesterday. Dang. So what happened? I mean, this is their Bible. I'm giving them, like, you know, people look at guys as coaches, as guys that just care about winning and losing. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a position where I'm going to win a bunch of games. Uh-huh. But... This is me trying to build them, build character in these kids for them to understand what it is to be an adult. Because even I have things that's on here that I need to fix on my own. So I'm not perfect. And I'm not trying to make them perfect. But I want them to understand that you, you will have flaws. And if you don't recognize your flaws, then you're going to be just like the rest of the guys. Because I embark on them. I tell them all the time. Once you become an athlete, your life is not the same as the regular student. Because there's there's more eyes on you. There's more is expected of you. And you're still expected to do the same as the same kid who goes home and does nothing but their homework. You have to be better than them still. It's a lot of pressure for them. It's not pressure. It's it's reality. But we give support. We're not, I'm not throwing them out there in the wood, in the woods without, you know, giving them tools to succeed. 
Because you're supposed to put pressure. That's life. Uh, so mm-hmm. like I just said, pressure. Yeah, but it's not something they can't handle. Because I'm not on their ass the whole time. Like, you fucking up. No, it ain't like that. Mm-hmm. Because you are going to fuck up. Uh, but you got to understand why you fucked up. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to know, like, hey, I could have done this better. I loafed. Yeah. Can't loaf all the time. You know? Because even if you play ball, you're an, you're a parent. Like, Gail, you're a parent. You can't loaf on certain mm-hmm. things when it comes to your daughter. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't loaf. I got bills to pay. I, I loafed once real bad last year. And I'm paying for it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I I got to use the lessons I learned and embark it to the next generation. Because at least these kids that I'm touching and no homo, that I'm... <laughs> helping raise mm-hmm. helping raise can understand can come into the world in a better position than, than an 18 year old who's robbing people on U Street right mm, that's a huge circle back did we even say that in the uh, <laughs> intro when we talked about that what the the robbery yes oh shit <laughs> but I mean I also gave them the, pro- the uh, psychological profile of a champion Give them two sides, yeah. two sides of it. You gotta find your way. I don't know. I don't, I, ain't, I ain't try to read all this. It's a lot of read, nah. but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's stuff that these guys are gonna. And one day I won't be their coach. They're gonna be parents. They're gonna be husbands. They might be. They might be, you know, mentors or coaches. That's the stuff they're gonna take with them. Huh. I mean, it's shit that you learn from your coaches that you use now. Yeah. Well, I try to. Coach Green wrote my yearbook. He said basically just um, only focus on the things you can control. And I thought how, man, I just thought, I had recently thought about that. Because I said, man, you saw this in me back in 07, 06. Mm-hmm. And that's still prevalent today. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. Because as much as you grow, you still... It's still a lot of things that stay the same. Yeah. You know, Mackie wrote in Gail's book, Your Heart Pumping Doo-Doo. We <laughs> 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 got that in everybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, like, it's just, you know, hate to make, I hate that this episode is so serious, but it's some real shit. Yeah. Some real shit. And, you know, we, we work hard. Like, I, I, the same thing I tell my players, the same thing I tell any kid I meet on the street. My nephews, my nieces, anybody that will hit, will listen. Yeah. Is I know I'm not gonna be a hundred percent in the people I affect, but they can't never say that I didn't try. Uh. Uh. You know, cause life is bigger than just yourself. Like, you know, I I know a lot of guys who are like into the only thing that matters to them is making money, uh-huh. and that's cool. But once you're done, your life is over. What's your legacy? What do you remember for? Some people don't care about legacy, though. When they're young. Mm. Everybody thinks about legacy. Why do you think LeBron's had a camera crew for the last two years recording him? Yeah. Care about that shit once you get older, because while you're in it, it doesn't matter. But once you get on that bird's view, you start to look back, and you're like, 
damn, what did I do? Mm, that's some true shit. You know. For some people, it's their kids. Yeah. Like, um, one of our, our, our basketball coaches, he's an older guy. He graduated He graduated from Parkdale in the 80s. Yeah. Coach Fair. He invited me to his cookout for his birthday. It was last Saturday. Uh-huh. So I go and I see. I, I got there. I was one of the first people there. And all his former players showed up. Literally all his former players. And I'm just sitting back watching. And they see each other. They're like, hey, man, I miss you. Like, embracing each other like brothers. Mm-hmm. They sitting there talk, reminiscing, talking. Coach Fred did this for me. And, you know, I love Coach Fred. I wish somebody would talk crazy about it. I fuck him up. Like, shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I met him coaching through Parkdale. I didn't know him before, but he knew Coach White. They're from the same neighborhood. He, Coach White used to look out for him when he was younger. So, you know, when he came, he got there a little late. I said, Coach, thank you for having me. He said, man, don't do that. You family. Buddha took care of you. He took care of me. We family. Mm. And, I, you know, I felt that shit. Because now I'm like, now I really understand why the kids, why those guys came out to us cook. I mean, it was at Fletcher's Field. They brought food. They brought drinks, cards, all kinds of shit. It was people from all different ages. I, it was a high school kid all the way up to, like, 60s and 70s. Yeah. People that from that age range, all for him because that's how much they love him. That's his legacy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's his legacy. That's what he left behind. His his sons were there with their kids, all the kids that he pl- that played for him, and just for this one man who's just a coach, mm-hmm. in other people's eyes, but he changed a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. I do think about legacy though. Like, I used to, you're right. You When you get older, you do care about stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I was like, the fuck? I ain't going to be around to see it. So, why should I care about legacy? Mm-hmm. I think that's how everybody thinks at first. And it's it was like, always something I thought about. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, uh, I be thinking about that. Like, how, um, how would, what would my legacy be? How, people view me um what would people say about me um i was thinking about that i think about also like about how like i don't know if um hmm. i know one person who don't care about lexi oh this guy right here be surprised it's probably levels to it oh yeah there's there's levels i, he, I mean he I, cares I care. about like you i think i hate to speak i'm not trying to speak for you I, think I mean, you are right now, but go ahead. Not, not <laughs> in that way. Please tell me if I'm wrong. You go more ahead. so care about, like, how your family views you. Like, you know, the, the, the nephews and all them, how they see you, stuff like that. You don't really give a fuck if it's, like, somebody that really didn't matter to you in your life. You're kind of off there. but I'm glad that I'm off. Because yeah. I would have been bad if, if I was right. Yeah, yeah, kind of off there. But, no, I mean, I care because now I have a daughter, but... I care in my own circle because mm-hmm. I've, I've, yeah, as I've grown older, I'm like, I don't give a fuck no more. It's just me and mine. Like, yeah. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you're not with me, you're not riding with me, then fuck you. Like that's how it's it sad. is. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, I care about my legacy, which is through my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm joking sometimes with Kayla, but I'm half serious when I'm like, hey, whoever she's marrying, they, they taking my name. 
Like they either, either hyphen or my name. Good. We're going to have a shotgun at the, at the courthouse. Yeah, what's your last name, nigga? I don't like that shit. <laughs> Give it to Pistol whip him if he say it wrong, man. Motherfucker. <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully you, don't, you don't actually do something like that. No, 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 no. I ain't going to be that, that dumb. I mean, by that age, I'm already old. I might as well do it, right? <laughs> this guy's crazy. But, yeah. What do, you, what do you think your parents' legacies are? Mine is horrible. I'm too ashamed to say it on mic. <laughs> to to you or to others? Both. No, no. Well, for one of them, but because it's like your mom's like, yeah, the nicest racist woman I ever met. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I said only one of them. I don't. I still don't know much about your dad, so I can't speak. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't even know your dad's name. Man. His name is Pat. <laughs> 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 what about you? Um, I think my dad's legacy would be more so um how he brought up like his siblings and uh, put like a lot of people on or try to put people in position. Like even now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, the the president elect of Nigeria. Um. Like our family knows him. Like, he, like years ago, like even came by the house. Like, like if he saw me, he would know who I am. And I tell him to give us some money then. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> he embezzled it enough. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I had Google his name right. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, like how much is Tinubu worth, man? So I said four billion. I was like, the fuck, like nigga, can we just get crazy. a million? Ask him for five mil. Wait, wait, what? Four billion. Yeah. Who? The president elect in Nigeria. Oh wow. Yeah, so like but that's the thing is like my dad my dad has been friends with him for a long time. Um be like off and on, mm-hmm. but like for the most part, like helped him buy a house in um in Potomac years ago. Mm-hmm. Or like there was a time we was driving like I had like last year when I picked him up from Nigeria, um mm-hmm. my dad we was just driving around um, northeast, and he was telling me about how like he used to own like there was a gas station. It was like around there was like a gas station like near nearby where you live. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, he used to own the joint like way back. And I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. And so it was just like, and my dad always talked about how like he'd always like he'd connect people. So before Tinubu was like governor of Nigeria. Like years ago, before that time, mm-hmm. he'd always like put his friends on and in connection with Tina Booby and and vice versa, and so I think that's I think that would be his legacy, like putting people on, putting people in position, being a connector, being a connector, yeah. Um, he the plug, the plug, the plug, especially with his siblings, especially with his siblings, and um, uh, my mom, hmm. I don't really know. I think. Hmm. She seemed like she the one that kind of took the back back seat to everything. Kind of didn't want the intention on it. Yeah, but and she's more like an introvert. Yeah. I think if anything, um, her legacy would probably be just, um, uh, just working 
and grinding to get what she want. And um I don't really know. I never really thought I ain't never really thought about that. But I guess always always um encouraging us and, and telling us to like get to know God and always get always building that relationship but also, you know, being a go getter. Yeah, cause my mom be grinding, man. She a workaholic, low key. Um, so why you ain't a workaholic? I am a workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> he said late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. What about I you? I wish the rest of the crew was here, but uh, um, that would be cool. Collectively, my parents are like the legacy in the community is like they always helping. Yeah, always supporting. Always, you know. Doing things for people. Um, separately, my dad's legacy would be he's wise. Always gave great advice. He listened. He always was, you know, willing to sit down and hear your hear your issues and help you try to find a solution to it. Mm-hmm. And working hard. My dad worked hard. He's worked hard his whole life. Mm. He's, he's surpassed a lot of things that he probably should, would have never come from a village. Um you know, working at the embassy, doing this, doing that, just always overcoming. Mm. My mom was like, she's she's always gonna be known as like the social butterfly. Always has ideas. She wants to be entrepreneurial. Um, you know, her cooking is part of her legacy. Really can cook. Um, but she's always like willing to step in and help. Always has, always has an ear to people struggling. She organizes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always organize at home, but she was always an organizer and other stuff. And she just always like put her best foot forth and try to be as positive to people as, as she could. Even when people talk crazy about my mom, because I've heard people talk crazy about my mom, not knowing that they they're talking about my mom. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, my mom is you know she's a linchpin in the community. Even when the people didn't even know who she was, because she always took charge. That's her, 100%. She walk in, some shit fucked up, she gonna jump in, hey, let's do this, you do this, you do that, you do that. Yeah. You know, and I mean, overall, just kindness. Always kindness. My parents, my family's always been the kind ones. I'm like, me and my brother are probably like the rough edges of the family, more so. Uh. But it's like OD kind of crazy. Uh. What do you think your legacy is gonna be? Um, I want to be known as a a gardener that plants seeds into people. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta grow up. Gotta grow up. <laughs> but, That's but I funny. What you say. Yeah, just plant. Yeah, plant seeds. Size of mustard seeds into people. Pause. Jesus. I guess the pause is too late. Jesus. <laughs> it's getting bad over here. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I had I was texting my dad um, uh, a couple weeks ago about how, like, I think. So my my dad my dad and I are, are very much like similar to my dad in in many ways, and uh, I was telling him about how like. Um, I was sitting in our, in our backyard, and I was looking at 
how my dad, like, he had, like, transformed the backyard, dug up the old grass with, like, a whole axe and hoe and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Did all that stuff by hand. And I was like, dang, I was like, man, it's, like, it's nice back here. And then I realized, I was talking to him about how um, he's a, like, I could see the, the farmer side of him. Like, always farming and plant, you know, nurturing stuff or whatever like that. And how I could relate to that as far as, like, you know, I see myself as a gardener. I want people to remember me as, like, you know, I poured, I spoke life into them. And mm -hmm. I, I I listened to them. I ner like, I heard them. And I understood them. And, um, and... Yeah, I, I I planted seeds. I nurtured. I I would nurture and water those seeds. I mean, I always be perfect, but I tried, and so, and and that I empowered them to um, believe in themselves and know that they have a voice, because that was done to me. That was done for me. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it was through my guy Marcus, the late Marcus Thomas. Um, like he really empowered me as far as like really exploring my creative gifts, um, with photography, or even like the late Miss Alice, Miss Alice Gums. Years ago, she she was she was the one who really told me like, um, like I used to be really quiet, like when we was growing up, mm -hmm. or I used to feel like, um, I don't think I ever told y'all this, but like I used to feel like. We'd be in a uh, um, let's say like it'd be a, the group of us, and we're deciding like, hey, like, what are we gonna do? We gonna go to the basketball court? We gonna do this? Mm -hmm. Now I'd make a suggestion, like, oh, we should go to the basketball court, and it would fall on deaf ears. Nobody would respond. But then somebody like Chris or you said or anybody else, I never said we won't play basketball. <laughs> well, but yeah, <laughs> now nah, I got you. But yeah. Or tune day, it'd be like, hey, let's go to the court. And everybody be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea. And so, like, that that used to bother me a lot, just in general. And Doing uh, the club, I used to feel the same way. For real? Yes. Dang. Dang. Because they'd be like, let's play video games. I'm like, let's go outside. Yeah, let's play video games. That shit used to fucking annoy me. Like, what the fuck? I just, I just said that shit. Like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but, and so, like. And that would just be whether it's friends, whether it's family, whatever. And there was a time at church where I would look at service and I'm like, man, this joint would be a lot better if we did X, Y, and Z. And I, I, would, I told Miss Alice. Miss Alice was our um, youth leader. And she was like, all right, cool. Um, I'm going to set a meeting with the pastor before quiet practice. Oh, that's terrifying. And <laughs> nah, pastor was cool, but it, it was it was still it was still kind of scary. Um, and then you gonna share your thoughts? And I did. And pastor, pastor Don, she was like, "Yeah, that's yeah, we'll do it. We'll, we'll we'll try that out." And I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What the fuck?" And as we were like walking to the sanctuary, because I was in the choir at the time, I told Miss Alice, I was like, "Yo, man, like I didn't think I had a voice here." Mm -hmm. And she was like, yo, you always got a voice. And I always remember that shit. Sometimes mm -hmm. I did forget, but when she passed, I, I, I remember that shit and I never forgot it. And I think that's so powerful now because even now to this, like, 
even the way I speak now, whether it's on Instagram or just in general, I speak with so much power and conviction. And that, if not for those seeds planted in me of like, yo, you got a voice. Like, how different would my life be if I wasn't told those things? And so I think that's just seeing how powerful that is for me. Like, I'd want people to remember, I'd, I'd want people to re- remember me for that most importantly. I used to think of, I used to want to be remembered for like superficial shit. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I, you know, I got paid, you know what I'm saying? I got bread. Like, yeah, that's cool. But no, nah, I want, I want to impact people's lives. I think I've always been that way. But the older I've gotten, the more vocal I've kind of become with it. Shit, even now to the point where, like, um, I don't think I finished the thought, but when I was talking about, like, wanting to write again, Mm -hmm. like, I'm in a space where I want to write more about, like, entrepreneurship, write poems or spoken word about entrepreneurship and things that I've, I've experienced for myself just by taking a chance on myself and betting on myself mm-hmm. and doing things scared there's a lot of fucking power and growth that comes from doing some shit scared like you fucking scared mm-hmm. and that shit ain't perfect but you learn so much more about yourself or how powerful it is to like believe in yourself like you just feel like a fucking it's, it's like some zelda shit playing zelda you pick up all these fucking tools and then you realize like oh if i combine this i could do this and mm-hmm. it's that shit that shit's fucking sick and I think people need to hear that shit. Like, but at the same time, I'm just like, shit, it's different than, it's just different. Yeah. Like, I go, I YouTubed spoken word entrepreneurship, and I didn't really see anything. And I'm like, dang, man, will people listen to this? I'm all, like, that's another thing. I'm like, I know I'm kind of veering off, but I'm like, fuck, like, will people listen to it? Do people care about stuff like this? Like, <laughs> like, do people... I don't know, like, it's been a long time since I wrote, and I damn sure, people on my on my IG page, they damn sure don't, well, the Shot by Beast one, they damn sure know, don't know I write, you know, so it's like, do I want to, but I ain't gonna know until I find out. What about you, Gil? What? Your legacy? I don't know. Uh, I think... To the people that I that I'm I've affected, they know that I'm I'm a, a real one, huh? A fucking real one, real ass. Yeah, the people that I've affected, they they know that I'm I'm a caring person. But to those that don't know me, like there's like a facade or like a other personality they think of me. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know how I show it, but. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a caring person when I get to know you. Like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll look out for you. But if I don't know you, I'm like, all right, all right cool, yeah, chill. That's it. Like, you ain't about to get into this inner circle. Uh. Like, I'm, I'm too grown to make new friends and be like, all right, hey, guys, new person here. <laughs> hey, guys, this a new nigga. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> like, nah, man, we cool on that. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but, like, I'm not really into making new friends at this age. Mm. Like we, you know, you well, you know, friendly, but it's people that you meet that you like. Yeah, that's a dope person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't. I guess I'm. I get it. I get a little bit more than you guys do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got guys that are outside of our circle that has like my man's. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it depends. I mean, but it, to me, it's like vibe. 
they got to kind of match the shit that I'm on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be around bullshit people. Yeah. And disingenuous people. I feel that. But I, I get where you're coming from. Because mm-hmm. it's like people that want to call you best friend. Like, hold your brakes. <laughs> <laughs> hold your brakes. <laughs> it ain't that damn deep. Right. You know. Or they want to be in your circle. Yeah, we. Who's we? I don't know you, bro. Right. But that tell you how dope you are. That tell you how dope you are as a person. That remind me. This is like off topic, but like remember at PG when this dude walked up to Dwayne, <laughs> he, gave, he he put his hand up for a high five. He tried to clap up Dwayne. Dwayne just looked at him and the nigga like rubbed the wall. And past. I wish I was there. For oh that. god, that was so bad. But I could definitely because you already know. That. I know. <laughs> Dwayne ain't Dwayne ain't no. He is not a social person. Wait, was yeah. this Dwayne with the with the braids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. That's another dude that's not in our circle. That's my brother. Yeah. I love that nigga. Yeah. yeah. You know, I used to think Dwayne was mean, bruh. Like, like in high school. Then I talked to him more. And I was like, man, cool as shit. Just one, quiet. That's why I used to. I see you. You never saw this. I used to. He used to sit when we was going to like lunch, right? He used to sit on that first, first uh, table by the door, and I'd grab him and make him come sit with us mm. every day. Because I mean, he was a military kid, so he moved around a lot. So I'm guessing never really had friends, friends. But I was like, I, you know how I am. I'm persistent. I don't give a fuck how much you try to ignore me. I'm just gonna keep coming until you're you're my friend. If I want you to be my friend, yeah. so with him, I. It started in the weight room, and then in the lunch room, I used to just grab him. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come sit with us. Come sit with us. Come sit with us. Huh. And like, to this day, like, you know, I hope this is not infringing, but he told me how depressed he was in high school, and I helped him get through it. And I didn't even know. Uh, it was just me being me. Right. And, you know, like, you know, I can understand why he would be that way because you're a military kid. All you do is move every few years. So you don't really get settled nowhere. You don't really get to make friends. And, you know, it, yeah. it's hard. Hard uh-huh. to adjust, especially you coming from Atlanta. You lived in Wisconsin. You lived here. You lived Dang, there. Wisconsin. Yeah. So, you know, but, like, it's crazy you brought him up, Gail. But, like, even now, like, if we don't talk to each other for a while, it's still love. Right. At the end of the day, still love. What you got, Fart fam? This nigga got up to these greens. That's disgusting. Oh, man, it's, it's fresh. Old. It's fresh clothes oh, in there, god. B. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, keep this in. Nah. Damn. <laughs> oh, good God Almighty! Oh What's man. What's wrong with you? Fiber. You dirty B today. <laughs> dirty B. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, rest in peace, Tina Turner. That was rough. I didn't even see it. Like. I've been kind of like off because I've been busy as work, mm-hmm. but I saw it. I'm like, wait, this is real? Yeah. Oh shit. Shit was kind of crazy, man. Tina Turner passed away. Um, rest in peace, Chino. Yeah, the, rest in peace, Demetrius dog. He's the first dog I've ever seen from a puppy to the end of life. I've only seen him like once or twice because I've always been scared of that dog. Yeah, that's just terrifying. What kind of dog was it? It was a child mixed with a German Shepherd. Huge. Like a grown ass man. Yeah. But like, I remember when he first got Cheeto. Yeah. And I, like, the first, one of the few t- first times he walked it, I was, I walked him, I was actually walking with him. 
Uh-huh. And then I didn't see him for like some months and came back. He, he was huge. I was like, yo, what the hell? <laughs> but like, you know, he loved that dog. That was like his son. So, you know, hope me just doing all right. Yeah. Because that's a little rough. Yeah. It's been rough for him for like the past couple of months, right? Last few last few years, but yeah. you know, he's a strong guy mm-hmm. and you know, he he has support. So, you know, he he'll bounce back. He'll uh move forward and just keep being great. Oh. Um I don't know what else we got left. I think we had the No, it's just I I I ain't got no energy there. It's all right. I That's why we picked no up for ener- you, fam. No energy, bruh. I've been waking up at fucking three thirty like most of this whole week for no fucking reason. Is the baby baby waking you up? No, just me. You gotta start left handing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Put me. you to sleep all night. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on your hand, wake up with it numb. <laughs> just just go to work, go to town. Oh man, trust me, that still ain't work. Good lord, <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, man. That's a problem. It is. Nah, you gotta start. Eating some There's rice. something bothering you, bro. Probably. I've been stressed as fuck at work all week. What is it, a lot of projects, man? Yeah. Hey, man. You know what the good thing about projects? They end. Exactly. So I can't wait for this week to be over. Push through, bro. You got this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Memorial Day, you got a three-day weekend, right? Yep. Get to enjoy your three-day weekend. Then go back to that deadline hell on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's good. Hopefully, see, you're carrying it home with you, man. There's no, there's no need to carry it home with you, bro. Just do what you do. Yeah. You only can do what you can control, like B said earlier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Come on, bro. You got this. And right, What um, else we got? We ain't got nothing? Um... I went back and listened to how I was talking about Diana Ross. I didn't realize I fell in love with Diana Ross. Shit. When was this? A few pods ago. Oh, okay. I went back. I saw a picture of her and I was like, lusting. <laughs> he's, he's about to rub it out to an old ass, <laughs> to a vintage pick. Hey, she was bad, fam. Yeah. And you know who else was bad? Vanessa Williams I from Soul Food. I, I couldn't get into her. She's like your type. You would think so, She's right? She's light skinned there with you, them pretty eyes. You would think She's so. She's a beautiful woman. You would think so. I just I couldn't get into her. I don't mm. know what it is. Mm. Oh, Fast Ten was ridiculous. Momo was fucking fantastic though. Oh, he's actually do, doing good over no, there. No, he's fucking great. I didn't think he had it in him as a bad guy. Not like that. Mm-hmm. Like he was like literally, he was like their Thanos because mm-hmm. he was way ahead of Dom. Like, like separated him from the group. Uh, John Cena. Well, I'm spoiling because Go you guys say you're right. gonna spoil. No, you're I don't care. John Cena had to sacrifice himself, so he did. Mm-hmm. The Rock came back. For real? Yes. Oh wow. Because so Dang. Momoa's dad was the uh, Brazilian guy that they killed. Mm-hmm. So his he vowed to uh, get revenge. So I'm guessing this was from Fast Nine. No, Fast Five. Remember when they did the bank heist with the when it was driving the the, the uh, vault was like fucking cars up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's from that, but like shit was crazy because this nigga like almost blew up the Vatican. Hmm. Um, he almost blew up like the uh, what's that little 
the little dam, the Hoover Dam. Uh-huh. Um, they're just going over the top, ain't they? I mean, at this point, so here's my thoughts on it. If you've watched, I've watched every single one. I'm too invested not to know how it ends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just too invested yeah. to not know how it ends. I haven't. I think I still haven't seen Fast Eight. No, I ain't seen Fast. The so. shit, Fast is, Eight and But nine. so, like, I think people but I'm overthink watch that it. Shit, I think people overthink it. No, it has no. gotten ridiculous. I've tried to watch Fast Nine multiple times, <laughs> and I could never get past the scene where they go jump the bridge and get hooked on to the little cable yes. thing and then started flying. Okay, suspend, that's enough. But you got to suspend your be- belief. I'm it's trying. a fucking movie. I, I, I'm surprised Fuck, I even got past anime. that part. I'm surprised I got past that part because <laughs> fucking Tyrese killed 20 men with himself by himself with a <laughs> rifle. One clip. But he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's the shit, it got good after. Like, it's okay. it has its moments. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not, it's not fucking James Bond. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like people expecting it to be like this sophisticated. It's motherfuckers that could drive. Dom is if you really look at Dom, he's really fucking smart. He thinks ahead. And he made a whole bunch of connections. That's what's getting him through. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's he's he's the leader of the crew. He went and surrounded himself with a bunch of people except for Tyrese, because Tyrese's character is a complete idiot. But it's just good shit, and gets, and and uh, Gal Gadot came back too. I thought she died. Hey, that's, what, that's what I said. I said nobody wait, dies. Wait. I thought she died. The the, the uh, Han died. Mm-hmm. Isn't he back? Yep. What the fuck? So Han was working for Mister Nobody. Mm-hmm. This is what you learn on Fast Nine. He, okay. I mean, he worked for Mister Nobody. Mister Nobody wanted to stage his death, so all that stuff was staged because Jason Jason stayed him. Worked for Mr. Nobody too. Mm-hmm. So all that, he didn't know that he was getting played too. So he think he killed him, but he's not dead. He just, because he was protecting the little girl and her family because her, her parents got killed. They had some kind of world killing bomb. So he just fell into the darkness and we assumed he died. He got, remember he got flipped. So who was the one? Oh, that was Gal Gadot that yeah. fell to the dark. Okay. Hey, considering it was like a five mile long runway. Or mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's I'm at the point where it's like I treat it like professional wrestling. Right. <laughs> you know, you got suspend your belief. Exactly. You got to suspend the belief. It just kind of go. It's, it's a fun movie to watch. It's not something that's going <laughs> to change the world. Like niggas ain't about to be in space in a car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But fuck it. Let's have at some point we got to have fun. It's about, we're about to be in some dark times. Huh. Yeah. So fuck it, I enjoyed it. I had fun. Momoa was hilarious. Killed one. he he set up on a drag race. He set up uh, Dom. So the his baby mother's sister was in one car, and some other guy that is supposed to be one of his mans was in another car. He put a bomb on both, <laughs> and Dom had to pick which car who, who he's going to save. Oh wow! So he ended up the the dude ended up getting his car blown up and dying. Mm. So you know, then it was more so he was trying to get his son. Who's son? Dom Dom's son. Mm. You know, son for a son for uh, a family member for a family member, I guess. Yeah. So you know, can't wait for part two. There's only two movies I'm looking forward to: Spider Man and I'm, I'm watching that next week. And The Flash. Yes. 
Flash I heard, I heard some shit about the Flash today too. Flash looks great. I heard some shit today about the Flash. Good shit, bad shit. Good shit, like mm. like shit that it didn't happen, but they're gonna include it. Huh? I can tell you off air. All right. If you want me to spoil it for me, I, I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done. Peace. Yeah. All right. Minority Minds Podcast.